Hey, I'm Steve Follin. Thanks for listening. This episode is supported by The Podcast Host. If you're thinking about getting your own podcast up and running for your freelance business or your side project, then do give them a visit and tell them we said hi. You can find out all the details of how they can help you with courses, resources and more at beingfreelance.com. Right now, though, let's find out what it's like being freelance for writer and filmmaker Andrew White. My idea was to make it so that in between being commissioned by other people to do stuff, i.e. writing or filmmaking, that I had something that I was working on myself that I could build up to give me an income. And it is regularly almost too difficult to do. <laughs> the figures came through the other week. Each of the episodes are being watched by about half a million people. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's fairly big now. A lot of times when you freelance and you're working on your own, you can get very lonely. And that's when I think a lot of that self-doubt comes in, is when you're not working as part of a, of a larger team. A lot of the great things that social media has brought, especially for me, is talking to other freelancers and other people who are in similar boats. They buoyed me up when I need a little bit of a pep talk and hopefully I do the same to them when they're feeling a bit sort of like, you know, this is it, it's all over. Yes, there we go. There's Andrew. We're off to Yorkshire this week in the UK to chat to him. Uh, and yeah, going to be an interesting story, I think. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at Being Freelance. It's always nice to hear from you. And also when you reach out to the guests who have appeared uh, to tell them what you think about it. Um, and do us a favour. If you enjoy this podcast, then please do share it. Even if it's just thinking of one person, one other freelancer that you know, and getting in touch with them and recommending this. Uh, you know, if you all did that, then hey, we'd have four listeners by the end of today. So uh, go and take a look at beingfreelance.com uh, for all of the episodes that we've got and maybe share something with somebody that you know and help us grow the podcast. That would be awesome. Right now, though, let's crack on and say hello to writer and filmmaker Andrew White. Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for, for joining me and, and talking to me today. So you, um, I mean, I've just called you there, a freelance writer and filmmaker, but I mean, let's be honest, you wear many hats, many of them probably very well insulated as well. So let's talk about <laughs> what you do and um, yeah, how you started getting freelance how you've got to where you are today so yeah how, how did you get started well I, I suppose like most freelancers it wasn't a conscious decision it was more often well I I, I come from Doncaster so in, in, in Yorkshire and I've always wanted to work in the media or, or television or something like that I've always known that I've had a passion for that kind of thing you know I was making radio programs with a tape recorder when I was about, you know, seven, it, it was uh, made my first film when I was about 11. It, it was all that kind of thing of, of knowing that this is really what I wanted to do. Uh, I, at university, I went to do uh, film and video production at university in Wolverhampton. And from there, I think it was just, it was still in that sort of ethos of, you know, it's who you know and whether you've been to school with the right people and whether your dad knows people and all that kind of thing. And I, I, I just couldn't get anywhere. I, I had little bit jobs here and there, did a bit of freelancing for various companies. I had a job in Rome for a bit where I worked, where I worked for an Italian TV company broadcasting programs to the Middle East. Uh, and then I came back and, and, and I still, it was still like I couldn't really get anywhere. So basically it was a force of necessity of actually needing to, work and do something so I thought right well I'll set up on my own if nobody else wants me I'll do something myself and and it's been like that ever since really 
Cool. So what year was that then that you set out on your own, as you put it? It would have been about 98, 1998. And what were you doing at that point? Because so, it seems like you, so you were keen to work in TV or filmmaking. Yes. So I, I started to make corporate work, uh, promotional videos for, for companies and things. And then one of my two big passions is uh, transport railways and things like that. So I, I did a lot of railway DVDs. I, I made DVDs and VHSs in the past and then DVDs. And then that went to leading to making programs for other companies who then released them on their uh, DVD label. Uh, so that was quite good after a while. Uh, but then the big thing then was the uh, with with Woolworths collapsing in back in 2008 lots of these companies that I was making things for were selling to Woolworths and other companies like that to, to retailers so then they started to not commission as many things because they didn't know what was going to go on uh, the whole thing got a bit more uncertain so I thought right this is all going to go a bit pear-shaped I better try and find something else to do which is where walking came in yeah okay so so we should say that and this is how i kind of thought of you when i first encountered you as like a walking writer and walking slash outdoor filmmaker right Mm. Uh, so so that's kind of where it's led to you today so we'll come back to that in a in a moment but i'm just intrigued like when i love the fact that you you know you thought i want to make corporate films but actually my passion lies outdoors and it lies in the railways how did you go about getting those first clients as a as a video maker as a filmmaker basically it was all down to people that i knew and then people who knew people and you're only as good as ever as the last thing you've ever made so i I tried to do as good as i could and then that sort of led to other work coming forward but I, i always knew that it wasn't really what i wanted to do you know i mean there are a lot of people who are quite happy making videos about widgets and that's fine you know but it, it wasn't for me really and uh, so I thought that when I think what it was a friend of mine who was very passionate about uh, about buses uh, said have you ever thought about making a, a, a bus video a bus documentary and I said well I, can't, I must admit it it hasn't really crossed my mind <laughs> uh, so so he said look there's this there's, these are what's available at the moment. So I watched them and I thought, well, I can definitely do better than that. Uh, and it came from there, really. And so it so made, we went into doing uh, videos about buses, about trains, trolley buses, trams, <gasps> things like that. And they were, you know, they, they were they were very successful. So, you know, we've got a good sort of back catalogue of those kind of products. So how did you then change gear into literally into perhaps wellies and uh and gore-tex and head out and become a an outdoor writer and filmmaker like was it quite a natural thing to do well it, it came after after one of the companies that i was making these because uh, I'd, I'd transfer i'd moved from doing the videos myself which was very difficult to do because you were making the programs filming making the programs and then you were putting them out on dvd and then doing all the direct selling sending them out mail shots and all those sorts of things, you know, packaging them all up and then also selling them to retailers and retailers were well, traditionally, you know, they were, they were really pains in trying to squeeze little people out of every little bit of commission that they could get out of you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it was very tricky to sort of maintain that carrying on. So when these uh, distributors came up to me and said, 
can you make some videos, some programs for us that we would then put out on DVD? That sounded very attractive because it took away all the things that I didn't really want to do, which was pushing you know DVD boxes into envelopes and sending them off to actually making programs. So that's what I did. But then when, as I say, when, when the sort of recession sort of bit and, 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 and the changing of retailers' habits, you know, so you wouldn't go to an, a shop anymore and you'd buy them on Amazon. And with Amazon being, you know, a bit of a closed shop sometimes, I think the retailers found it tricky to get on, though, so the distributors weren't buying as many. And then the, I think the five companies that I was working for, one of them went bankrupt and owed me a lot of money. Uh, and then two of them merged, and then they didn't. They didn't take as many programs as they want as, as both of them separate were taking before. So I think all of those things were, you know, sort of led me to think, right, I better get out of this and do something else. What can I do? So I knew that it had to be something with filmmaking because I can't really do much else. So that went right. Well, I need a new topic. What can it be? And I've always been a, a walker. I've always enjoyed the outdoors. When I was at university, I, le- I was, you know, we, we went, my friends and I went lots of places by walking alongside the canal. So it was lots of canals in, in, in the black country. So I really, did, that was really how it came about. And I thought, well, walking, what, what, that would be all right, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, I, so I contacted the people who I was doing the videos that the, the DVDs for and said, you know, the programs for and said, what do you think to walking? And they said, well, I can't really see that being anything, you know, being, being any good. Uh, one company did commission them, but then they went bankrupt before I started making the programs for them. So it was basically, well, well, well I'll do it myself. Uh, this was back in sort of 2010. There'd been the Rainlight Walks programs had just been out on telly, so that it started to feel as though this might be a, something that was, a, you know, uh, of the moment. You know, this was a good thing to be doing, and it sort of combined also with this with. Uh, YouTube then had just launched its HD, you know, encoding platform. So you could put videos out on, on, on YouTube, which was in HD. Up to that point, it had been a fairly bit of a joke, really, with the quality. And then also from there, it sort of coincided with the launch, with, with Twitter and, and Facebook really sort of taking off as well. So the whole thing just felt like a great time to be getting involved in doing something like this. And from there on, that's how I started the, the the platform. So it was, you know, I started walks around Britain. We the different the different thing was to make little walking videos as well. Okay, right. So let's talk about where you went next. Not literally every footpath, but <laughs> where did it where did it go? It started out as the, as the website. So the idea was that we we're going to I was going to build a website and I was going to put little videos on, uh, and then that would that would sort of bring. I would I would sit down and people would come to the site and that and then of course people don't come to your site because they don't know about it. So then the, somebody introduced me to this thing called Twitter, which was like you know seems a bit bizarre. This how does this work then? So I, I had a bit of a uh, somebody sort of uh, a quick a quick introduction to it, and then I sort of thought, well, this nice might be a good way of talking to a few people, you know, uh, getting a few people more interested in it. So I really sort of grabbed it with with both arms and and grabbed and started on with it and and from that point i think that was back in sort of 2010 to date just under 29,500 followers <laughs> uh, which makes it the the most followed dedicated british walking site in the world for twitter wow uh, 
so it's it, and that's been a brilliant sort of launch pad now. So it, it's and then that then made that more people were watching the videos, which meant more people were understanding what I was trying to do because my focus is on short walks. You know, lots and lots of people are out there doing things about you know long distance trails, you know, walking up the mountains and in Scotland and things like that, and they don't sort of f- focus on the sort of very small walks because they're not very sexy. For most people in the industry well i recognize that most people who wanted to go out walking did short walks mm. and therefore there's more of a market to talk to the people who were doing short walks on a sunday than there were those who were going to do all the you know big scottish mountains my idea was to make it so that in between being commissioned by other people to do stuff i.e writing or, or or filmmaking that i had something that i was working on myself that i could build up for my own you know, to, to sort of give me an income. Yeah, I love that. That mixture of being freelance, but also, well, creating your own business slash community that, that you're in control of. Yes. And as it's turned out, it's helped to bring more work in, you know, because uh, in the early days when, when I was still trying to still setting this up and then that, so I went through a stage about sort of 2012 when it was going okay for the for the walking side it was going okay but it really wasn't earning a great deal of money and also that was coincided with the vastly tailing off period of all the uh, commissioned work that I'd got for the transport stuff from the other other people so i had this sort of you know declining income which was a bit of a worry and i thought well i need to push on with this walking thing because i really think it's got legs in a <laughs> without the pun but it was i thought it was going to go somewhere uh but it hadn't got there yet and we have you know lot put a lot of effort into these things to make them work so i thought right well i need to do something else uh and then somebody said to me sort of said well have you thought about writing and i thought well i've never really thought of myself as a writer i never really and then i said well you've you've wrote all the scripts for you for the programs that you've made You've researched all of those. It's, it's doing it to a target market. It's all, it's all the things that you do when you're writing for magazines. And I thought, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I didn't really, never really thought about it in that way. And I'd done a little bit of writing in the past for various magazines, but it had never really, I'd never really, I suppose, thought of myself as a writer, so I'd never really continued it on. So I thought, right, well, how do you go about being a writer? First of all, then, you have to then say, I'm a writer, and I think a lot of it is how you think of yourself in your own mind as to whether you can pull it off. So that's where my tagline came in. So that's my tagline now is Andrew White, writer, filmmaker, broadcaster. And I thought, right, I'm now a writer. But the great thing was, because I'd done all of these things with Walks Around Britain and my Twitter account, I'd known I'd actually lots of the magazines that were have turned out to be uh, clients who I, I write for now. Well, lots of those already followed me because I was doing walking stuff on Twitter. Ah. So I set up my own personal Twitter account and said, right, you know, this is me doing it as a, as a, as a board as opposed to, you know, like a, a, a corporate entity. And, uh, and said, right, well, you know, you know me from walks around Britain, but I'm, I'm being a freelance writer as well. And as it happened <laughs> within, I think, I think it was the fourth pitch I sent off. I sent it off to Country File magazine about the Isle of Man, which I'd just been to because I've done some. I did a PR piece, a press trip to to do some filming for 
for the website for Walks Around Britain. And they said, yeah, we'd like that. Could you could you do it for us? So it was like, yeah. So I pretty much got started straight away on my trip as being a writer. And it was all because, I think, because I'd, I'd put all this effort into doing the Twitter and, 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 the, and the videos beforehand, but not really thought that that would actually lead to this. <laughs> yeah. And we should um, say for like people listening around the world, like so Country File magazine, wasn't it, you said? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's like a big BBC backed type brand in, in this country. In fact, it's got even bigger recently, hasn't it? it just seems yes. Well, Country, Country Fire came from being a, a TV program in, mm. itself, in itself. And it was a, a little program that was tucked away in the schedules on a Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday morning, really. So I think just on 12 o'clock. Uh, but it was about rural issues and things like that. And then several years ago, it was. It was relaunched in a sort of prime time slot on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, about sort of seven o'clock on a regular type of time. And since then, it's really, really caught on. And it's one of the biggest programmes in the UK. Uh, and it's the, I think it's definitely the largest factual entertainment type programme in the UK. Uh, and it's got a magazine. It's always had a magazine sort of linked to it. And this was a magazine that I've uh, sort of wrote, a, done a lot of writing for. Uh, so that's where that came from. And then... Because you know, the, lots of writers sort of do a lot of do a, do a niche, you know. So if you're an outdoor writer, you tend to write a lots of outdoor stuff. But I thought, well, actually, I got quite a lot of ride interests, you know, with my stuff that I used to do for for the railways and for transport. I could write for transport magazines. So I contacted uh, Rail Magazine, you know, one of the leading railway magazines in the country. So I've done a lot of writing for them as well. So it's nice to be able to have this thing now where I can do writing for outdoors and for walking. I can do writing for transport and for trains and, and railways. And I do a lot of writing also for Sky at Night magazine. So I can do like ast- astronomy and, uh, and space exploration as well. So it's nice to have that kind of broad palette to sort of paint from. It's great. So when it came to creating like walks around Britain and growing that, like, was there a point where you, you were tempted to give up, like where you thought, this is taking up so much time, but it's not directly bringing me money. Or did you think, no, I really believe in this. I'm going to keep going. Both. (laughs) I've always really believed in it and I've always kept going, but there's always times when you think, you know, especially when you've just got four emails on the trot saying no to something and you just think, that's that's it really that's let's just and you know and if you feel pretty pretty bad in the morning you get up and it's just not going too well it's always that sort of thing of saying well you know shall we shall we give it you know pack it in now uh there is a but it's just that factor of being able to think right well no because i've got a passion here this is this is what i want to do i really believe in what i'm trying to do here and it's not just about saying right well i'm making something myself here it's about trying to do something a lot, a lot broader because I really wanted to make some some programs for television, and I think I've always been sort of thinking that the, doing the two to eight miles uh, sort of ethos and trying to get more people out walking was something that telly could be involved in. You know, it would be a really good thing to put onto television. Uh, but again, I don't really have that sort of an inside knowledge of you know, who to talk to and who to contact and things like that. So, so that, had, that had already proved a bit difficult. 
But one of my friends, he got a, a series that he was making onto a channel called the Community Channel in the UK. So I thought, well, if he's managed to do that, maybe I could do that. So I got in touch with them and said, look, I do these videos online. It's all about walking. Would you be interested in making a TV series? So they said, yep, that sounds good. So at the start of this year, I'd put, basically I'd, I'd assembled lots of the, uh, the, the videos that I'd already made and I'd put some uh, links at the start, you know, saying, welcome to the Walks Around Britain. And I'd go into the advert break and come out of the advert break and said, you know, good, goodbye afterwards. So I'd put all these together, made these programs, and then the community channel showed them in, uh, started broadcasting them in January. So that was series one. And then I'd got this idea of, we've just in the UK got a lot of uh, local TV channels which have just started to spring up. And all of these channels need need programs, but they haven't got a lot of money to buy them. So I thought, right, well, maybe something here might be might be working here. If I gave these channels these programs and then looked for product placement to put inside the programs to make the funding work. Ah. So this is a relatively new thing in the UK because it's relatively new that product placement's allowed in the UK on television. And it's relatively new that these channels have existed who need these programs. Whereas in America, this is a model which is, you know, has been around for donkey's years. You know, local, local TV channels are there plenty and they're all wanting content and syndicated content is, syndicated series is, is, is one of the things that, you know, keeps American TV going. But it was new in the UK. So I contacted these channels and in total now there are 14 local TV channels which show the series. And, fifth, and 16, including the uh, Community Channel and Horse and Country TV, who take the programme as well, take the series. So it's available on 16 channels. In some part of the UK, it's available every day. It's on every day. And now we're into Series 3, and we're also now talking to some big, some big outdoor manufacturers, clothing manufacturers, about being involved in Series 4. So that's how we, where we are at the moment. That's awesome. And you're also then able to sell it online, aren't you? As um Yes, yeah. Well it's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So we've 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 put it on Amazon Prime. Series one is on Amazon Prime. Now series two is coming out shortly. So we get, you know, that, that that's a that's a source of revenue as well. Uh but the great thing is that we're able to because we're on on these sort of uh local channels and the, and the national channels which are lower down on the on the on the electronic program guide we're able to sort of s- say to, uh, to to keep them keep the same name as all the way through the branding so the series is walks around britain then we can say in the series go to the website for more information about all the walks so people can go to the website they can find out information but there's obviously advertising and sponsorship on there they can see that we've got a podcast so they can listen to the podcast which then has advertising and sponsorship potential on there as well so it's all about creating a brand which is you know all-encompassing which people feel a part of because it's you know talking directly to them but it's also about being friendly and being, being positive and hopefully helping people get out and that's the great thing is that we get a lot of a lot of uh, messages on Facebook and Twitter saying, you know, we, we did that walk that you did along the Monsell Trail. We did that yesterday and here's some photographs from it. And it's nice to have that feedback mm. from people that they've actually gone out and done something, you know, that they've seen on telly that you've done. 
Good for you, man. Like, it's one thing to set up a, a blog, right? But to go out and make videos is another thing because actually they're, they're, they are more time consuming. And especially mm. when you've got to travel as much as you do in order to make it walks around Britain rather than just walks around Yorkshire, for example, yeah. which, which <laughs> yes. would have been probably a series in its own. Indeed. Um, but then to, to then drive it forward and to, you know, to, to get it out there in as many places, uh, it takes, takes a lot so yeah good for you is that now your main revenue like is that your job or is that something which is feeding into other freelance work and you're writing and do, do you see what i mean like where- yes it, it's a bit of both it's about 50 50 at the moment because i do a lot of i still do a lot of freelance work i still do a lot of uh, filming for the companies i still do a lot of uh, you know some, I, I tend to do a lot of sound recording for the companies as well because I'm, I'm sound is something that i'm really quite interested in uh, but I do a lot of writing for magazines and I get more magazines wanting, uh, wanting features now. And they, they tend to now put on Andrew White, presenter of Walks Around Britain, as opposed to Andrew White, you know, just a writer. Mm. So they're sort of picking up on the fact that lots of people are, are watching and, 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 and know about the series and, and, and the website and things like that. So they're kind of picking up on that and using that as a thing. And the figures came through the other week. We've worked, we've worked out that from the various showings on, on various channels and all of that, each of the episodes are being watched by about half a million people. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's fairly big now. Yeah, man. I tell you what, <laughs> so much. Let's take a breath for a moment and uh, let me point you in the direction of the podcast host. It is they who are supporting this episode and it's them who can help you get your own podcast up and running. If you're thinking about using it as a marketing tool uh, like we had on the other week with Lee, for example, or Janet, uh, or a place to put out something that you want to grow into a business in itself like Andrew's doing that we're here about here you can find them at the podcasthost.com there's links at our website and there's also a chance to get money off by using the promo code freelance use that code and you get money off what do you what what is it that they sell though well they they can help you with plenty of free resources but if you do want to go for it they've got courses uh, they have mentorship they have one-on-one support they even have a team who can help you with the technical side of it so you would record your podcast and then you send it to them and they edit it they can help you sort out the artwork and the website they can publish it to the world do all the show notes so if you're thinking i don't really have time or i don't really have the know-how i don't know what the hell i'm doing then those are the guys to help you for podcast host and use the code freelance to save yourself some money at the same time details at beingfreelance.com back to you though andrew so making video making tv that's generally like a team effort so i'm presuming you're not always totally alone in this i have a team of people who work with me freelancers now who work with me on the series and we do a lot of things collaboratively i mean you know a lot of the stuff is they'll they'll do stuff on on files and then we we drop box them and they send it back to me and you think i think how can this be possible this is, this is amazing <laughs> so you've so you've built a team now how do you go about like ma- managing the team side of it it's good because they're all wanting to do stuff on a freelance basis as well. So they're, they're doing stuff remotely and, and, you know, we all come together when we need to, to make the program. Cause obviously, as you say, you know, making, making television, making video, you need more than one person to do that. But it's, it's been great to have people who are interested in and in coming out and doing things like that with me. 
And that helps because I think a lot of times when you're freelance and you're working on your own, you can get very lonely, you know, and, and it's, and that's when I think a lot of that, that self-doubt comes in is when you're not working as part of a, of a larger team. And that is, I think a, a lot of the great things that social media has brought, especially for me, is not just this ability to sort of get out and talk to people who want to go walking, but it's also about talking to other freelancers and other people who are in similar boats, you know, and helping, they, they buoyed me up when I need a little bit of a pep talk and hopefully I do the same to them when they're feeling a bit sort of like, you know, this is it, it's all over. So, well, no, look, look at what you've achieved. Look at this, look at that. You know, and, and to be able to do that on Facebook or across a you know, couple of Twitter messages and that, I think is can really help pep you up when you're feeling a bit sort of on your own and isolated. So has all of this, you know, like presenting on TV, presenting a podcast as well, is it like a monthly podcast, isn't it, you do? It is, yes, yeah. yeah. So presenting, has has that led to freelance opportunities in, in that respect as well? Or? Yes, because I, I do now a lot of, uh, a lot of shows, uh, events and things like that now. So uh, last year I did a lot of uh, guided walking for radio stations and things like that. I started that, doing, doing that last year. Uh, this year has been quite big because I've done a lot of uh, trade shows and, and consumer shows and things like that. So I've done speaking at uh, all of the lots, lots of the shows that I've spoke at this year have got the I've got caravan, camping, and motorhome all in their title, but in different orders, <laughs> and I can't remember which shows are which. When you say you're speaking at those events, like in what respect? Like, are you hosting, or are you like hosting a stage, or are you giving a talk about a certain thing? What, what are you doing I'm, at them? I'm je- I've been talking about walks, you know, and great places to go walking, and sort of challenging that idea that you have to go to s- certain parts of the UK to be a walker. You know, so it's basically saying, look, these are some great places to go walking. And the great thing that lots of these, uh, these, 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 the people who run these events are looking for with me is that I can bring video to the event. Mm. You know, so I've got video content that I can show. So I can take people on a walk to the top of Scotland. I can take people on a walk on Alderney and, and Jersey and the Channel Islands because I've got the videos to, to, that I've filmed whilst I've been there. So, yeah, well, I can take them on a metaphorical journey around the UK. Uh, so I've done that, and then that led to, I suppose, all things being circular. Countryfile, the, the TV program, the magazine, uh, this year la- launched a big live show, a live event, which was big like a, a country show traditionally in the UK, but a really massive place at, uh, at Blenheim Palace in August. And uh, they asked me if I would do uh, the walking side of that uh, so I was doing on a, a dedicated stage. I was doing three walk, three talks a day for the four days of the of the show. So that was a big, fantastic, kind of a, big, a big thing, really. And all all of those sort of gigs is that you approaching them, or because walks around Britain has grown, are, are they coming to you? Is it mix? It's a mix. Yeah, it's a mix. I mean, sometimes they they come to me because they they know all about what I do. Other times I. I'm a, I think, I mean, with Country Farm Live, I heard that the BBC would, would, had granted this other company a license to do the shows. So I thought, right, well, I need to get involved in that. So that came about by me getting in touch with them and saying, look, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is what I could do for you. And they looked at it and said, yeah, we like that. Can you come on board? 
So it was pretty much as as easy as that, really. Uh, other times it's quite it's quite convoluted and it can be you know <laughs> quite lengthy discussions and that. So it, it 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 varies, but it's great to be able to say, look, if you want to see what I do. Tune in tonight at seven o'clock on Channel X. You know, <laughs> Channel X. I don't yeah. think you, you're on Channel X. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. Insert name of channel here. You know, Channel X is a totally different channel. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Um, okay, right now, um, you. Tr- I mean, you've you've obviously built up walks around Britain as a brand. You have Andrew White as a personal brand as well, but you also have a production company name was 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 the production company like how you started out because that's how it felt right to do at the time or yes yeah yeah and and it's also i mean i still do i still do programs and productions for the people you know so so that's that's part of it that's not you know doesn't necessarily encompass it walking um but it's i think it's it's about trying to make sure that you are you know, look, judged in the right way. And I think that's, you know, it sort of talks to the right people if you've got uh, these brands that you need to be able to use whenever you can, because, mm. you know, that's what everybody else is doing. And, and to the extent that you need to be, everybody else is competing in the same way. So, yes, if I have a production company, that's the one that has walks around Britain encompassed in that. And then I have my, my personal brand because I have to then obviously push myself as a separate entity because see I'm, I'm thinking also uh, as a as a long game I've it's never been walks around Britain with Andrew White because I've always been careful of making sure that walks around Britain has always been something that I've thought as a, col- a collaborative effort saying actually it's not tied down to one person being you know in charge of this because you know individuals can be you know break the legs and then you can't go and do any walking for a while, you know? So the idea was that it wasn't Andrew White walks around Britain with Andrew White. It was walks around Britain and it might be presented by me, but it might, it could well be presented by somebody else. And that was the beauty of it. So I could bring in other people who can then, you know, talk to a specific type of the audience who might then be more interested in going out walking because, you know, they, they see themselves on, on camera, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to a, a white male person doing it all the time. So that was the idea there, and, and that was the idea of also having an exit strategy from Walks Around Britain too, because if you are intrinsically linked to something, too much so that it's your name's in the title, you find it difficult to get out of that if somebody wants to buy it off you later on. You know, so the idea was to always have something where I could say, right, well, I'm Andrew White, the writer, the broadcaster, the presenter, whatever, and there's Walks Around Britain, but I can always separate the two, if need be. Hmm. Okay, now, I always do this thing where I ask for three facts about yourself, make two true, one a lie, and let me figure out the lie. What have you got for me? Okay, right. So, number one, I once drove Flying Scotsman, the the steam engine Flying Scotsman, albeit for only a short trip. Number two, I was first on television at the age of 11. Number three, despite being a writer... I've got mild dyslexia, and therefore quite often I have to change what I want to write because I can't spell it. What were you on TV as when when you were 11? It was a game show called First Class. Who presented First Class? Debbie Greenwood. We didn't win. <laughs> was was it like a school? <laughs> it was a school, yeah, into school quiz type thing, top class. of the form type of thing. And this was in the in the in the eighties. Uh, yeah, but I was there in my. Uh, 
in my past. I, it was it was kind of like a Noel Edmonds type of jumper, really, for those people who know Noel Edmonds. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and you um, you drove the Flying Scotsman. The Flying Scotsman is just like one of the most iconic of steam trains. Even mm. I know that. Yes. How on earth did you? Well, I suppose maybe you were filming. Did you just say, "Can I have a go"? Were you mm. filming it? Was it as simple as that, or? Could well be. Or have I just made up your own story? <laughs> ah, I shouldn't have fed that to you. Oh, dear. So which one is it, then? Oh, and then dyslexia. I mean, why would you have made that up? <sighs> You've never driven the Flying Scotsman. It's a dream to, but you haven't. That's the lie. That's true. Yes, that's right. You are correct. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was very plausible. It was very well, that's what, that's what I thought. That's yeah. the element of truth in the lie, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, if you could tell your younger self one thing about being freelance, what would that be? Keep going. Keep going. It's not going to be easy. And there's going to be lots of naysayers who say you can't do something because it's never been done before or because somebody said that they don't want to do that. But that a no means no now, not no never. So I think that they're the things, really. Do you know, Andrew, it's been great to talk to you. It's, I mean, it's really cool what you've managed to do. You could have easily left it at a freelance career, which you have, but instead you've built up your own product that people can't take away from you without signing a check and saying, actually, we'll have it off for you, which, <laughs> which is good. Which may well happen. I mean, that's the yeah. whole point is that you, if you're building something up, if you are a freelancer, that you are that that's you you know if you're a writer and, and lots of my friends are writers and that's what they do and that's yeah. fine that's brilliant and i do that as well but the point is here i've tried to build up something which i can i can pass down to my children if they want to ca- if they want to carry it on you know they can carry it on and they can they've got something tangible that they, that i can pass down to them or if you know insert name of big company comes along and says we'd like to buy that off you well yeah. you know you could quite welcome to let's let's talk you know but it, that's not that's not in my mind that's not what i'm doing it for but at, the, at some point you know these things happen don't they it is no mean feat this little empire that you're building up <laughs> it, it it's as i say it, it is tricky because when you've got when you you're trying to push something i mean it's it's, it's hard enough being freelance in itself you know writing pictures off i mean i still do it. i do all that i write pictures off you, you've got you know people sending but say well and that's we're not interested in that and all of that kind of thing it's very hard but then when you're trying to do something where actually you try to create something which is not has and, not and been it, and it is regularly almost too difficult to do <laughs> and that's and that it, it's those points when you need your family around you you need the you know your friends around you who can just say not chip away you've just you know it's just around the corner and that is the big thing is that you never quite know what the next day is going to bring and the more successful that you become the more things that you push out there sometimes you don't realize what you've done until you talk to somebody about it yeah yeah and you think that's not that bad is it really it's because it's all you always want it to be bigger don't you and you always think i don't know i, I always feel very kind of yeah. down on what i do because i think you know well I, yeah, but it's not as big as somebody else is doing, or it's not as, you know, that's not as good as that. You know, and, and sometimes you do need to chat to other people and think, well, actually, I've not done that bad, really, have I? You know. <laughs> I think it's fair to say you've not done bad at all. 
All the best with everything that you're up to. Of course, take a look at beingfreelance.com and you will find links to all of Andrew's stuff, including Walks Around Britain, which is uh, well worth checking out as well. But yeah, thank you so much for your time today and all the best being freelance. Thank you very much for talking. It's been lovely. Lovely. 